You're listening to the Remax Hustle Podcast, brought to you by Remax of Western Canada. Well, hi there, and welcome to the Remax Hustle Podcast. My name is Wade Patterson. I'm a franchise development consultant with Remax of Western Canada, and I'm your host for this audio experience. The Remax Hustle Podcast is all about providing you with value by leveraging the knowledge and expertise of our Remax network. And on this episode, I'm joined by Sean Gillis of Remax Grand Prairie. Born and raised in Grand Prairie, Sean has been in real estate for more than a decade and has built his career on referrals and repeat business. Sean was a Titan Club Award winner in 2018 and received the Remax Lifetime Achievement Career Award in 2017. Sean, welcome to the Remax Hustle Podcast. Wade, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Good to have you. You've accomplished a lot relatively quickly in your Remax career. Was real estate something you always knew you'd end up doing? I always had an interest in it. I went on to university and played golf in uh, uh, Division One golf down in the States and um, majority in Illinois. Come back and did a little bit of work in the oil field um, as that's, uh, my father and my grandfather were in that industry and then used my, uh, you know, my experience with team atmosphere and put it into business and uh, jumped into real estate. And I mentioned in the bio that referrals and repeat business has allowed you to be successful in this industry. What percentage of your business comes from referrals and what percentage from repeat business? The vast majority of my business comes from referral and repeat business. So I started out working with a large builder and then uh, moved into a referral and repeat business model. And, uh, and it's, it's proven to be the best model in real estate, I believe, um, you know, utilizing that client base and, uh, and putting it to work for you has uh, assisted me in growing my business. And in what ways do you stay in touch with those clients? So we're always improving that um, communication so important. We try to stay in communication with our clients before leading, uh, during and after that transaction. Um, people don't want to, you know, know that you, you made the sale and moved on. We utilize uh, a couple systems, um, for instance, our, our CRM, our client management system, and we've just, uh, you know, upgraded that and we're looking forward to the Bouge system. And uh, we try to use, use that and utilize that the best we can to uh, continue to keep in contact with our clients. Then I want to shift gears into client gifts or client appreciation events, that kind of thing. Is that something that you do? And, w- and what does that look like? We certainly gift our clients. Um, we feel that um, we're compensated well for what we do. We work hard for it, but we want to celebrate with our clients. We do appreciation events as well. And we do a couple, we try to keep it creative, you know, whether it be uh, a deck party in the summer. Um, a tour through the lights and a sponsored event at Christmas time or leading up to uh, the holiday season. And then uh, we also, um, we've, we've tried, we've incorporated dueling pianos into a local uh, pub and restaurant that we like to support. So we've, we've tried to switch it up and, and keep it fresh. One thing I've heard you talk about before, which makes a lot of sense, is talking about if you're advertising in certain places and locations, holding client events there. Can you give a couple examples of what that might look like? We try to round it out and utilize those businesses that we support. And, uh, you know, we call it business to business marketing. So we can work in partnership with them and, uh, and showcase them. And we've, we've done a little series uh, to have fun with that. But also, if we're going to host an event, we try to incorporate those businesses and those people that support us 
and, uh, and support that locally. I want to dive a little deeper into that idea of featuring some of these businesses because you've done that with video and it's pretty creative. I mean, I watched a few of these and there's even some puns about what you're doing and stuff like that that all ties in. But for somebody who's thinking of doing that, of wanting to feature businesses in their community, what did you learn from that experience? I mean, was it difficult to get the businesses on board with that idea? Is it important to use the medium of video? Whether you're comfortable with video or not, and that, that makes it fun for us. It's real. Um, you know, we make our mistakes and we, we create a blooper reel from that and have a lot of fun doing it. But we, we sit down and focus on those business that, uh, that we really enjoy and that we feel um, also support the community. And we go in there and we have fun. Everything from a, a tube park at a, at a ski, ski hill um, right through to our favorite faux house to a curling rink, jump yard. Oh, God, we've, uh, <laughs> we've had fun with it. And, uh, you know, surprising enough, no injuries to date. So as I mentioned in the bio, you've been with Remax for more than a decade. How long did it feel before you started to get some traction in the industry? And how has your career progressed in terms of the systems that you use? That's a good question, Wade. When you enter the, the industry, you know, it looks flashy and you think, I just got to get out there and make some sales and I'm going to get a paycheck. Um, you know, it certainly um, comes with some growing pains and that's natural. I think it really takes six months to move through that growing curve and, uh, you know, those growing pains that are involved with starting a business. So it's not, none different than, than starting any business, but then it, it really takes three years to get, get going and nurture those relationships and, um, you know, get those referrals and repeat business working for you. So I think um, as time moved on, I wouldn't say it gets easier, but we're able to put the systems in place that allow us to, uh, to maintain and grow that business. And what is it, what does your typical day look like? What, what are your daily tasks consist of? We really pride ourselves on making ourselves available. I'm lucky to have a full-time assistant that I utilize and she's phenomenal. She's been with me four years, very organized. So if I look at organization as one of my weaknesses, I've hired somebody to, uh, to compliment that. And then I have Matt, um, you know, my buyer agent and partner in business that really allows me to, uh, to utilize, um, you know, the growing leads and, and extra business because it's very difficult to be in two places at once. So teams aren't for everyone, but if you have the, the leads or the business at hand and you need to grow your, your framework in order to utilize those leads, that's the time to consider a team and it's been great for us. Interested in learning more about a career in real estate? Head over to joinremax.ca. And what about for those people who are maybe at that point of thinking they probably need an assistant, they're thinking about it, at what point do you think is the right time to bring on an assistant? You really got to hold yourself accountable and look at um, what your strong points are. So at such time that you're spending more of your day implementing paperwork and handling documents and transaction management, that's pulling you away from growing your business from a sales aspect. So you need to utilize somebody or you may be able to share an assistant if, if your office would allow or that opportunity is there. But, you know, even starting out with a part-time assistant is huge as far as, um, you know, our marketing side. Those time-consuming tasks that 
um, take me away from what I'm good at, and that's creating relationships and chasing the transaction. If you don't mind sharing with the audience, uh, not to put you on the spot, but what does compensation typically look like in your view, or what should it look like for an assistant? It can look different depending on what fits your business. You know, there's assistants in our office that are on salary, um, have expenses paid. We choose to work on an hourly basis, and, uh, and my assistant, I provide her the flexibility um, so that she can be available to her family, etc., and um, but she puts a, a, a general nine to five type um, business day in because we're we're handling a lot within our office and she works hard. So we make sure she's compensated and happy for that. Going back to this idea of a lot of your business being repeat and referral, I would think one thing that naturally ties into that would be online reviews and how important it is to have a good reputation. Is that something you strategize? How do you implement or make sure that clients are leaving your reviews? And how do you deal with bad ones if you get any? After somebody's purchased a home, it's difficult for them to sit down and take time to, to evaluate and provide you a, a, a solid review. So we, we really try to work our new clients as well as existing clients into a consultation base. So we're trying to talk about these reviews and things that we're going to task the client with and the expectations we'd have for a client. So we involve that in the process so that it's not a surprise to them. We're not asking for anything in addition. They've already treated us well by, um, we understand they have a choice, so we value their, their business. And uh, in return, we ask for a, a review, an honest review, and, uh, and we chase those down just like we would feedback um, from a showing on one of our listings. So um, we feel all of that communication is really valuable for us. And then if there was a bad review or something negative, what, what are your thoughts? How do you react to that? Come on, Wade. There's no such thing as a bad review. <laughs> um, no, it happens. We, we want their honesty. So if we've missed the mark, we want to know. And uh, we feel that's fair. If it's un, unreasonable, it, it may happen. It, we're lucky enough that it, it hasn't happened. But um, we try to stay in contact with those clients the best we can so that we get an honest review. Um, I can honestly say I don't have a 5.0 review. I think a a 4.98 review is valuable. And then everybody out there doesn't know it's just coming from my my immediate family. So Uh, I want to talk a little bit about Remax events because I know you went to the Activate conference that was in Banff this past October. Why do you prioritize going to Remax events? What are the benefits that you get out of it? We started um, really making a point to put these on our schedule here again um, the last three, four years, um, growing my team and, and becoming a coach, if you will. This has allowed me to open up uh, myself to tested material and the best and the best, best of the best. I'm proud to see that Remax has really shifted um, their investment into tech and advancement because that's really helping us as we grow our business as well. So these conferences have been phenomenal. Being able to have those side conversations, of course, referrals is a, a potential, making new relationships with colleagues and, uh, and, and those business-to-business relationships that come of that. And it's, it's fun. I mean, it's, you know, it, I can't, can't really say anything else other than um, there's really no reason why you shouldn't go. 
I know you're proud of the fact that you are born and raised in Grand Prairie. What kind of advantage does that give you as someone who is local and has been a part of the community your entire life? You create your sphere of influence, um, whether you're you're new to a community or you're born and raised. Um, we certainly are proud uh, to call ourselves um, born and raised in Grand Prairie. Grand Prairie's been great to us. It's a great family orientated. I think our average age in Grand Prairie is 35, um, which is interesting. So we try to uh, to support that. Um, Grand Prairie is a vast growing community, and uh, you know, although I went away and uh, lived in the states for uh, four and a half years. Coming back to Grand Prairie has been a great move for um, my family and I. Now, we're recording this interview in mid-January, a time when a lot of people are starting to think about goals and goal setting. What kinds of goals do you set? How do you set them? And how do you keep yourself accountable to achieving those goals? January is an exciting time for us because I look at it as a clean slate. We, we celebrate the year through December, and January is a time where we can put some new goals, learn from you know, our achievements and maybe our misses in the previous year. So we just finished, we sat down and had a bit of a planning session with my team and uh, set both some business goals as well as some personal. And uh, it's an exciting time to, uh, to set forth and, you know, not only new annual goals, but um, starting with um, daily, weekly, monthly goals as well, um, because January is an interesting time where it can feel like you're starting over for the year, but uh, it's an exciting time as well. And uh, you come out of the gates flying. Uh, you've been with Remax for nearly 13 years. Why have you chosen to stay with the brand over all that time? And how has that brand affiliation impacted your own career? I value my friendships. I uh, had some, some colleagues and friends in the industry with other brokerages. And so I was lucky enough to kind of interview that and, and uh, do a little research leading into it. I started out with a mentor, Lloyd Friedel, which was, was great for me. And, uh, and he was a longtime Remax agent and was very successful there. And I liked, I liked what I saw there as far as the top producers. I wanted to surround myself with other top producers. And Remax had the tools and services that I needed to be successful. Fantastic. Since this is the Remax Hustle podcast, we like to end every episode with a hustle tip. So, Sean, what is your Remax hustle tip for accomplishing a task when you need to get something done? Don't avoid the task. Uh, I'm very task oriented, so knock them out. Um, ultimately, hard work is what's respected in the end. But um, you know, sometimes you got to work hard for a few weeks to see the results. And I think just keep moving forward and you'll achieve those goals. Well, thank you so much, Sean, for taking the time to share your knowledge on this episode of the Remax Hustle podcast. Thanks, Wade. I appreciate it. And that's all for this episode. We hope you took away an idea or strategy to help grow your business and perhaps most importantly, allow you to continue that Remax Hustle. We'll catch you next time. Thanks so much for listening to the Remax Hustle podcast. Please make sure to subscribe and rate this show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast from.